The Franciscan Friars of the Atonement present the Ave Maria Hour. Hello, this is Father Bob Warren of the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. Thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour radio show. The Friars Popular Ave Maria Hour was first brought to the radio airwaves in 1939, recorded in New York City and on the mountainside grounds at Graymore, a home in Garrison, New York. These timeless classic stories of the Bible and the lives of the saints came to life each week through dramatic reenactment by professional actors and actresses. You know, friends, Christ once said, Do not hide your treasure under a bushel. In saying this, he meant share your gifts, share your talents. The Friars of the Atonement feel the message in these broadcasts remains as powerful and timely as when they were originally aired, and we are so happy to be able to share them with you today. To learn more about the missions and ministries of the Friars of the Atonement, I invite you to visit our website, www.atonementfriars.org In the meantime, sit back and enjoy this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour. The Finding of the Holy Cross crucified only 300 years ago in this day of Constantine, Emperor of Britain, Spain, Gaul, and all the lands around the Black Sea, and now Emperor of Rome. But when I think of him, I see the woman who was his mother, and I think of all she did, because Helen, Empress of the Empire, was greater than her son. My name is Marcarius Titius, bishop to the empress. I am neither Greek nor Roman, nor am I Serbian. I was born a Muslim in the lands that neighbor Jerusalem. I was 12 when I was baptized into the Christian faith and have since devoted my life to the service of God. Let me first tell you about Helena. She was beautiful but with a beauty that went deeper than the flaxen hair, the blue eyes, the perfect features. At 50, she could have passed for less than 40, but she had a 34-year-old son, as pagan as his father had been. Still, he adored his mother and always wanted her near him, even though he often teased her and called her his foreign mother, for Helena had come from Britain. But why, Mother? Why? Yes, why did you marry my father? (laughs) A barbarian like me. Oh, so you admit you're one. (laughs) I loved your father. He was the finest man I ever knew. You must have loved him to believe that. 
He was a very good man. Yes, in your beautiful eyes. And not in yours. Well, he never did for you what I'll do for you. Oh? I swear that, Mother. Well, he never became a Christian for me. Will you? <laughs> no, but I'll make you Empress of Rome. So that I can walk where St. Peter walked? Oh, no. No, where Caesar walked. Was it I that taught you ambition, my son? No. If you'd had your way with me, I'd have become a charity worker. Mother, don't you ever get sick of working among the poor? Of course not. Well, they, they depress me. Christ was never depressed by them. He loved them. Christ. Don't, son. You believe he's the God, eh? Yes. An ordinary man who lived 300 years ago. No, no, not an ordinary man. No, he was greater than our gods, I suppose, eh? Yes, greater than your gods, darling. Well, no, I, I won't argue. But I'll still make you Empress of Rome. By making war. How else? What if I have no wish? It's my wish, most adored mother. And men must die. Soldiers get paid to die. Do you believe you can take Rome? If I defeat Maxentius, and defeat him I will. But his armies are greater than yours. The Romans have forgotten how to fight, Mother. Besides, I believe in omens. Oh, you do? Yes. And have you had one? Mother, what is the language of Rome? Latin. And the language we speak? Greek. And the fact is, the language of Rome is dying. It's scarcely understood even in Italy. And in Spain and Gaul, they're inventing regional dialects instead of using Latin. It's a symbol, Mother. As the Roman language dies, so does Rome. Meantime, our language grows stronger. Why, someday Greek will be the only language in the world. But Latin is the language of the church, my son. And the church won't die. The church. A belief only 300 years old. And the temples of our gods have stood a thousand years or more. But will they stand a thousand years from now? Of course they will. To the memory of the Emperor Constantine and his beautiful mother, Helena. There. What do you think of that? Does it make you happy? Hmm. I think I will never be happy until the day you turn to Christ. <laughs> Mother? Yes? What did I just say? Our Greek temples will stand in my memory? Of course I said to yours, too. But didn't I put myself above the gods? <laughs> you can put yourself above the Greek gods and the Roman gods, too. So I wouldn't worry too much about offending them. Well, I shouldn't joke about them anyway. One can't be too careful. I can't afford to have the gods abandon me. You know, I think I'd better go and make my peace with them. There came a day when I spoke to the Empress on a matter that had long been with me. I was careful not to speak of it while her son was near. And having approached the matter, I was delighted by her frank eagerness. The cross? The very cross on which he died? Buried somewhere on Calvary. How can you be sure? 
Of that we are certain. And it's never been found? Never. Has anyone ever searched for it? Probably. And, and still they didn't find it? No, but it's there. If one found the place. Bishop, come. What have you in mind? An expedition. Would you go? Yes, with your permission. It sounds exciting. And it's expensive. Oh, I think the money can be found. I was sure of that. But I will need a ship. Money I can give you, but a ship? Perhaps the emperor, if you were to ask him. He does have a good heart. And he adores you. Yes, he might, if you were to ask him. A ship to help propagate the Christian faith. Why, you must be mad, Bishop. Are you? I hope not, sire. Uh, One small ship, my son. But I need every ship I have, Mother, for the transportation of troops to Italy. But, but just one small ship. Uh, oh, why do I waste time? Eventually, I'll give in to you. All right, Bishop, you can have one ship and sailors. God bless you. Oh? Which God? If I answer you, I'll anger you, and you may change your mind. Bishop, one more suggestion that I could break my word to my mother, and I'll feed you to the lions. Sire, forgive me. Get out of my sight. But with gratitude, sire, and by your leave, my queen. We'll talk again, Bishop. Son, would you throw him to the lions? With pleasure. A thousand Christians are alive in this city, and I permit them to live only because they share your faith and because it would hurt you if I harmed them. But they're a nuisance to me. At least if I give your bishop a ship, it'll be one way of ridding this palace of him. My expedition sailed in its quest for the Holy Cross. During that time, the Emperor prepared for his conquest of Italy and his ultimate assault on Rome. A day came when he came to say goodbye to his mother. I believe they stood on the marble terrace facing towards Constantinople. You look worried, Mother, are you? A little. Well, I won't be away long. Only God knows that. Oh, I've been in battles before. There's always the last battle. Believe me, Mother, I'll enter Rome and alive. I pray you will, my son. Be sure of it. Darling, there's something I would like to say. Say anything. I was very young, only 16, when I married your father. I was deeply in love with him. But I know this. We were married according to his beliefs, and to some extent according to those I had at the time. I know. Later on, I became a Christian, and it amused him, as it seems to amuse you. We never interfered with you, Mother. No, no, neither of you did. Still, you were amused. It made no difference to you. No. I'm very proud of my faith. 
I'm not ashamed to let people know I turned to Christ. A few times I begged your father to become a Christian, but he refused. It was the only thing he ever refused you. And the only thing you refused me. Grant me the same freedom I give you, Mother. But you wouldn't grant it to me if I were not your mother. But you are my mother. Constantine. Hmm? Tell me where I've failed you. You haven't. I taught you all about Christ. I taught you the lessons of his life. And still I've failed to make you understand. Why? Why? <laughs> Look, your Christ is a man of peace. I am a soldier, the son of a soldier. He and I have nothing in common. Now come, Mother. Embrace me and wish me luck. And before you know it, you'll be the Empress of Rome. Long months after the Emperor sailed with his armies for Italy, I came home from my expedition to the Holy Land. I presented myself to the Empress. You failed. My queen, it gave me very small consolation to learn that many others have failed too. It seems several persons have searched for the Holy Cross. None found it. And still you think it's there? I am not even sure of that now. We excavated in every likely place and to no purpose. I've squandered the money you provided. I have nothing to show for it. The cross must be there if it's never been found. I tell myself that... We can't give up. We can't. My queen, tell me, tell me about your son. He writes often and sends relays of messengers back to me so that I always know within a month of the last things that have happened. He sends letters. Here, read this part of the one I had yesterday from here. And so, my adored mother, I find myself surprisingly hard-pressed by the Romans. I led my armies across the mountains, meeting with little or no opposition and finally have camped within sight of Rome. But now I find myself all but surrounded by the armies of Accentius and far outnumbered. In a skirmish this morning, I suffered an outrageous defeat, and now I hear that my second army, which was to join me here, has been intercepted and cut off from me. Be sure, however, that I smile as I suggest I must have offended the gods grievously, since they appear to have deserted me in my hour of gravest need. And still, I am comforted by the thought of your love for me, and know you will pray, even to your own God. The Empress did pray. We went to the little chapel she had built in the palace. And she prayed. O oh Lord, I know that in thy love I have no need to dread the unknown. That in the strangeness of foreign lands, thy presence is always there with those we love. O oh Lord, let thy love for my son shine forth now with a radiance so bright 
he will at last know thee and turn to thee. In the hour of her son's greatest peril, Helen did not pray for his life. She prayed that he might turn to Christ before it was too late. At Saxa Rubra, near Rome, the forces of Maxentius had lain siege to the Emperor Constantine for a full month without launching a full-scale attack. The Romans waited for still more reinforcements to make victory absolutely certain. And in that time, semi-starvation and considerable sickness plagued the armies of Constantine. And the Emperor stared into the certainty of defeat and death. And so, my adored mother, I fear these words may be the last that I shall send to you. They may not even reach you, for the messenger may not evade the enemy. Within a matter of hours, the Romans will attack me. Their numbers, perhaps ten times my own, and Rome will be lost to us. And I will be no more. But I cannot say death frightens me. The agony I feel is in the knowledge I will never see you again. And that I have not brought you the one great happiness you have so long prayed for. But if this letter reaches you, you will now be assured that in my last hours, having seen myself deserted by my own gods, I have turned to your Christ. And even though I have no means of being baptized, I feel within myself the things you wanted of me. And as I sat in the opening of my tent, thinking of you and wondering if your God knew what is in my heart, the skies seemed very strange as I looked at them. At one point there seemed to be a cross of fire burning. It was a cross of fire. It was a cross of fire, a sign from the Christian God, a sign, a sign from heaven. There was writing beneath the cross, and it said, through this sign, thou shalt conquer. And then, Mother, I ordered a cross made and used it as my standard as we gathered ourselves and went forth against the superior enemy. We gained a big victory, beloved mother, and drove Maxentius to his death, and soon afterwards entered Rome, where I have now set myself up as emperor, dedicated to the Christian faith. And I swear to you, mother, that under my rule, Christianity shall become legal, So, my queen, our prayers were answered. And Rome is restored to the Christian world. With a Christian emperor for the first time in history, God be praised. Praised for his miracle. And perhaps that is a sign for us, too. The Holy Cross, you mean? It must be found. But I must go to Rome first while you prepare another expedition. And I'll join you and go with you. 
Helena, Empress of Britain, Gaul, Spain, and now Rome. Are you proud, Mother? Proud that the church bells ring because of you. And now, now you want to take off to the Holy Land instead I of... shall come back to Rome. Yes, I... I know that, Mother. So God go with you. By sea and by land, we journeyed to the Holy Land, to the very spot on Mount Calvary where our Lord had been crucified but 300 years before. Once again, in company with hired workers, I began further excavations, first in one place, then in another. Until one day, Helena suddenly came to me and pointed to a place beneath a boulder of rock. Look up there. Try that place. The crosses. We found them. Three crosses. There were three. The nails are still in them. But which one is our Lord's? Which one? One of them is holy. There is one way we might find out. Through the woman you spoke to yesterday. The leper. She's dying. She knows that. Tell someone to bring her here. The sick woman was carried to where we stood on the slopes of Calvary. And while the multitude which had gathered watched, the dying woman was touched by each of the three crosses. When the third one touched her, the woman uttered a cry. She stood up, cleansed and completely cured. And even as we stared, she kissed the holy cross and then knelt down to silently pray, as indeed we all did. And now, without waste of time, call the best architect. And we'll build a temple on Calvary to receive the Holy Cross. A temple, yes. A beautiful one. And we must send portions of the cross to Rome and Constantinople to be adored by Christians who cannot come here. We found it. It, it. it seems unreal. You found it. No. No, our Lord found it for us. I'm sure it was he who told me where to look for it. How else would I have known? So you have found the cross and you built a temple. And now you've come back to Rome. I'm happy now, my darling. I'm happy in Christ because you are. The Lord must love you very dearly, Mother. He loves all of us. He wants only that we love him.
I want to thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour, brought to you by the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. For over 110 years, the Friars have devoted themselves to fulfilling St. Francis' prayer, to heal wounds, to unite what has fallen apart, and to bring home those who have lost their way. We work for Christian unity and interreligious understanding. We provide respite at our retreat center at Greymoor for those in need of spiritual renewal. We staff parishes throughout the world, serve as chaplains for colleges, hospitals, and prisons. We care for the ill through hospice work, ministry to those with HIV-AIDS. We also shelter the homeless and provide treatment and services for those suffering from alcoholism and drug addiction. If you would like to be included in our prayer list, participate in special St. Anthony Novenas, and or visit St. Anthony's Shrine, Graymore, attend a retreat, learn more about our Ave Maria Hour productions, or simply make a donation to assist us in fulfilling St. Francis' prayer to help those in need, please visit our website at atonementfriars.org or email me at avemaria at atonementfriars.org You can write to me, Father Bob, Friars of the Atonement, Graymore, Post Office Box 300, Garrison, New York, 10524. And so, in closing, I ask for the blessing of God upon you and those you love. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may he look upon you with kindness and give you his peace. Amen.